going to preach for just a little while. Actually, I don't know if I'm even going to preach. This is, uh, I'm just going to talk for a little while. It's, I don't know whether this will, um, come across as a preaching type message. And, uh, so I'm just going to give you my title right at the beginning here. So you know what I meant, whether you get anything else from this or not. Amen. The title is simply this dads are awesome. Our Heavenly Father is more so. Dads are awesome, and our Heavenly Father is more so. Amen. I I understand that not everyone was, well, not everyone was even raised by their dad. And some may not have had a great relationship with their father. And I'm very sorry for that, if if that is you today. But we're going to focus on the positive today. Amen. Amen. We want to be good dads, right? I want to be a good dad. I'll tell you this right now. One of the greatest privileges in my life is being a dad, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I enjoy every part of my life, and I don't dread any anything that the Lord has put on my plate. But the one, to me, one of the greatest privileges that I have found in life is being a dad. I love it. I've always loved it, right from the time that I was had our first child. Before that, I desired to have a child. And it has been everything that I thought it would be, good and bad. No, it hasn't been, hasn't been much bad to it at all. But I, have, I, I would say it's one of the greatest privileges of my life. Proverbs chapter number 20, you can remain seated. I'm going to be using scriptures throughout the, the message today. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 7 says, The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Notice the brother Hemsworth was talking about things being sequential. But notice it says, The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. So we kind of get an idea from that that dad's the one leading, right? He's not saying, hey, wait for me, I'm the leader. No, he's dad's the one that's leading it, and his children, his family is following in his footsteps, and they are blessed. Why? For one thing, they're blessed because their dad is a dad of, he's a man of integrity. Amen. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or, what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Pretty simple question. And every dad surely would say, not me. If he asks bread, I'm going to give him bread or the closest thing that I have to that, not the total opposite. I'm not going to give him a rock and say, here, gnaw on this. It's good for your teeth. Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? Some I've heard that people eat snakes, but that's not what they're talking about here. They're talking about something that would be the opposite of being good for you. A serpent that would 
hurt you, a serpent that would harm you. If you, what dad, when his son says, dad, I'd really like a flail fish, will go out and find a rattlesnake instead. No, no. If ye then being evil, in other words, you guys ain't so terribly good. If that's, if you're evil and you know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask Him? Amen. If you know how to give good things, God knows how to give good things that much more. Dads are awesome. Our Heavenly Father is even more so. Amen. Praise God. You know, dads get a lot of a bad rap nowadays for dad jokes, don't they? That's no new thing. Dad jokes aren't new. My dad was one of the worst at it. He, he loved to joke. He, he had all these crazy jokes that he liked to tell. And, and some of them you can't even tell nowadays. But dads, they, they just have a different way of looking at things. They just, things, you know, you'll hear dad say something about, you know, didn't hit one red light on the way to church today. And other people are looking at him like, so? And his wife's thinking, I married an idiot. And his kids are thinking, Mom, please, just this once, say he isn't really my dad. And another dad will look at him like, he totally gets it. Yeah, isn't that awesome when that happens? Drive all the way to church without hitting a red light. Dads are just different that way. The things that, 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 the way dads think, it just, it changes somewhere along the line between the time that you're a teenager and you become a dad and you begin to, to mature into that. My dad was, was something else. He would, he would be driving along and, and we'd, if he came to a very big hill, slope going down, he'd pop that baby in a neutral and he'd coast. He was saving gas. Yeah. He was saving gas, and he was so proud of the fact that he was saving gas. And he'd tell you about it, too. Man, I, coming into 100 Mile, if you ever go into 100 Mile House, it's, a long, it's, it's in a valley there. And my dad could coach for like a mile or two down into 100 Mile House. Extremely dangerous way to drive. If you've ever driven a commercial vehicle, do not do that. That's, that's a no right off the bat there. That's just the way dad... My dad took pictures one time. And I don't know where they are. They're somewhere. But I remember them. Nobody even paid any attention. Dad was just, you know, clicking pictures. And we'd stopped at a roadside, um, I guess a rest area, somewhere along in here in B.C. or Alberta somewhere. And he took pictures. I have three sisters. He took a picture of one of my sisters heading towards the, the washroom. And then he had another picture of one of my sisters. I don't know if he, he wasn't doing this, I don't think, on purpose. But later on, he, he's shown these pictures. Like, here's one of my sisters heading towards the washroom. He said, she's Russian. <laughs> then he had another picture of my other sister. She had, had, was walking away from the washroom. He said, she's Phoenician. <laughs> I had three sisters. He said, the other one, she's European. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's dad's. Did you know the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? They were cooked in Greece. Yeah. Now you're starting to understand what I'm talking about. Dad jokes. 
Some of you are groaning. That's what you're supposed to do with that. <laughs> oh, man. I've used this one before. My brother told me about it. When you're going through the checkout with your milk, I don't know why, but they always ask you, you put your jug of milk up there, and they say, would you like your milk in a bag? You say, no, thanks. Just leave it in the jug. <laughs> so they'll just look at you like, what? Oh. <laughs> You hear about the three-legged dog? He limped into the bar. Comes limped in. He says, I'm looking for the man who shot my paw. That's one of my favorites. (laughs) I told you this wasn't much of a message today. You know what? We found my dad's name in the Bible. I don't know if you've ever been able to find this. Like, we found my dad's actual name, um... My dad's name was Bill. Bill Shue. And most of you are thinking, man, I've never seen the name Bill Shue anywhere in the Bible. But if you look in Job, can't remember exactly which verse it is, but he had three comforters, remember? One was Bill Dad, the Shuite. That's my dad, Bill Shue. Bill Dad, the Shuite. He's there. Not a, not a great legacy of him there in the Bible, but, but, uh, the Bible says our father, which is in heaven, how hallowed be thy name. Amen. Dads are awesome. Our father in heaven is much more so. Amen. In Ephesians chapter six talks a little bit to the, to the kids and and to the dads It says, children obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. It's the right thing to do. Obey your parents, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou that thou may live long on the earth. Yeah. You have a better chance of living longer if you obey your mom and dad. That's a promise in the Bible. Amen. And it's not just because your dad gets so mad, he threatens, you know what I'm saying? Because then it goes on and says, You fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Amen. Dads, we have a responsibility. Bring your children up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. There's a greater chance that they're going to obey. There's a greater chance that they're going to honor if you raise them right. If you raise them in a godly manner. It doesn't matter what kind of child you have. And we aren't, we are responsible to raise them right. But we don't really know. Every child is different. Every child is different. And I've seen families to where they'll have three, four, five kids, however many, and, and all of them will live for God. I've seen families where they'll have three or four children and one of them won't live for God. They've all been raised the same. Everybody's got to make their own choices, right? But you have a much greater chance of raising children that are going to be good, right, upstanding citizens if you raise them in the, in the admonition and in the nurture of the Lord. Amen. Goes on to say in Ephesians 6 and 16, above all, taking the shield of faith. 
Amen. Dads, you need to have a shield of faith. You need to have a shield of faith because you're not just protecting yourself. Gentlemen, we are protecting our families. Amen. You may think, oh yeah, I need that shield of faith so I can hide behind it. No, you, you better be hiding your family behind that shield of faith. Amen. You're going to be okay. You're going to make it as long as you're hiding your family behind that shield of faith. Amen. Take the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Dads, there are a lot of things that come against our families. There are lots of things. We need to have a strong faith that's going to quench the things that our kids bring home from school. My Lord, I can't believe some of the things that they're starting to tell our kids in school. You've got to have that shield of faith. Dads, hold that shield of faith strong. Hold it high. Hold it firm. Because when your kids come home and they say, you know what they told me at school today, Dad? You better know what you can teach them. You better be teaching them right. We can't just yank all our kids out of school. We, that, that's almost impossible to do. And you'll, you'll have a tough time trying to teach them everything they need to learn if you do that. But you can teach them what's right and hold up that shield of faith so that when they hear something that's wrong, They'll bring it home and say, is this right? This doesn't sound like what I've been taught at home and what I've been taught at church. Amen. And if we're holding that shield of faith strong, we're holding it secure. Amen. The fiery darts of the wicked will be quenched. Amen. We can stand for what's right. We can raise our children in what's right. Even in a wicked world, I believe that it can be done. I believe it can be done. Earthly dads are awesome. I loved my dad. I love my dad. He's actually, I guess I've been without a dad longer than I had a dad. It's been many years ago, 26, 27 years ago that my father passed away. What an awesome man. He wasn't a, he wasn't a big heroic type of man, but he was my dad. And that meant everything to me. That meant everything. Amen. Dads are awesome. They're strong. They provide security. They provide financially. They provide a home. They, they forgive. They love. They'll do anything for their families. Anything for their families. Our Heavenly Father is even more so. Even more so. He said unto his disciples one time, Jesus said, it's impossible, but the offenses will come. Offenses will come. It's impossible for them not to. I like this next line. Woe unto them through whom they come. Yeah, that sounds like a dad to me. Oh, I know you're going to get hurt sometimes. And I know offenses are going to come against you, but woe unto the one that brings an offense against one of mine. Yeah, every dad be able, should be able to stand up and say that. It were better for him that a millstone were hung about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. That's one of the best threats I've ever heard. And you can guarantee our God stands behind it. Amen. Oh, yeah, you're going to go through tr trouble. You're going to have tough times. There's going to be people who oppose you, people who come right against you, people who would even bring evil against you. But our Father, which is in heaven, says, Woe unto those who do that. Woe unto them. Woe. We were at the park with the girls 
Madeline and Natalie yesterday, and and uh, there's a little guy there. That he was just he was just having a good time. He was running around through the water. Came by. He was probably three or four years old, though. You know, so he was, he was very sturdy on his feet, running around every. Came by a little girl who's just maybe 18 months, just toddling around, not walking very well, but she was walking and she was enjoying the water. And as he came by, he just bam, he just hit her, and she went down face first. It, it was. She got injured. She hit pretty hard. And I was actually pretty impressed with the parents, the way they handled it. I thought, oh, great, here we go. We're going to have parents fighting it here. I was very impressed. The, the mother of that little boy, man, right away, she jumped into action. Hey, she went and she grabbed him. She smacked him a good one. And then he took, he took off running. For Meanwhile, the other parents, they, they didn't start screaming like, you know, what's your kid doing? They ran over their little girl and they picked her up and they're taking care of her properly and all. And then that mother came back and she, she had caught her son by that time. She drags him over there. You apologized to her. That's not right. You, you say you're sorry. And I was very impressed. All these parents, they handled it very calmly. And then that lady, she smacked her son a few more times. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> he needs to know that's not, you can't push people around like that. And so he, he got an understanding there. And he, he wasn't beat or anything like that. He didn't, he didn't even run away crying. He, he just kind of sobered him and slowed him down a little bit. And he understood you, you can't push kids around. I was very impressed with that. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, starts out like this. Jesus is teaching here. He says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on, it's, is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Isn't it more than just what we eat and what we wear? Behold the fowls of the air. Just take a look at the birds. They sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not better than they? Which of you taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of those. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field which is today, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. He knows you have need of all these things. Then he gives us, a key to it all here. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Now, we can't take from that scripture that we should all go quit our jobs and just let the Lord clothe us and feed us. That's not what he's saying there because there's lots of other scriptures that tell us to work. Tell us to that if you don't provide for your own, you're worse than an infidel and so forth. There's... But what he's saying is we shouldn't be consumed with the things of this world to the point that we've forgotten who we are and why we're here. Isn't the body more than raiment? Isn't the, 
Isn't the life more than meat? Isn't there more to it than what what we can gain in this world? He said, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We've got plenty to worry about today. We don't need to, we don't need to consume ourselves with becoming greater in things of this world. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. All of this stuff's going to be added unto you. Live a righteous, holy life. Do what's right. Amen. Go about doing good. And believe it or not, God will cause you to prosper. Things will turn out well for you. Amen. It's a beautiful song that I haven't heard sung in many years in, in a church, but we used to sing it when I was a child. It said, there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. No one else could heal all our soul's diseases. No, not one. No, not one. Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No friend like him is so high and holy, and yet no friend is so meek and lowly. No, not one. There's not an hour that he's not near us. No night so dark, but his love can cheer us. He goes on to say, he did ever saint find this friend forsake him or sinner find that he would not take him? No, not one. Dads are awesome. Our God is even more so. Our Heavenly Father is even more so. Was ever a gift like the Savior given? No, not one. Will He refuse us a home in heaven? No, not one. No, not one. Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide us till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. Amen. There is no loving father like our God. Dads are awesome, but my God, my heavenly father is even more so. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So you and I, we don't have to worry about our tomorrows. We don't have to fret about whether whether our future is secure. Amen. Because God is real. Amen. Because His grace is sufficient. Because His love is everlasting. And because His power is unlimited. Because His wisdom is perfect. Because His name is great. And because His strength is perfected. Hallelujah. Amen. There's just something about our God that cannot be outdone. Amen. You can't outgive God. You can't outlove God. You can't out, outgrace God. He's, he is greater than all. Amen. He's greater than all. One of my favorite memory, memories of my dad was, was not something that he did, actually, but something that we did for him. He did so much, I don't even know where to start if I were to start telling you all the things that he, he did for us. Was, was he perfect? Oh, no. Bill Shue was not perfect, but he was my dad. Amen. And that's enough. Don't expect perfection from your dad. If you expect perfection from your dad, then you know what? You'll be expected to be perfect. And you're not going to be able to live up to it. 
The Bible says we need to be merciful so that we'll be shown mercy. One, at the, the spring of the year, my dad's birthday was May 9th. And uh, we lived in the north, and so spring of the year, the snow would start to melt, and the snow banks alongside the highway would go down. And, and uh, all the way throughout the winter, people had been throwing their bottles and their cans out, the, out of the cars. They drove down the road, and they just disappeared into the snow. Well, come this time of year, the snow melted away. My mom took us all out picking up bottles alongside the highway. And we actually did really well. I had no idea that people threw out that many bottles. Hopefully it wouldn't be so much that way today. You wouldn't believe the amount of, the amount of beer bottles alongside the highway back in the 70s. Scary amount of beer bottles alongside the highway. We collected a, a good amount of money, so much so that every one of us, we divided it all up between six kids. I believe my oldest sister was still there. If not, it would have been five of us. And we all went to town, and we bought Dad a birthday gift. And uh, I still have, I bought him a little figurine of a little dog. And I still have that. It still sits in my bedroom today. Just this little, I, I got it back when Dad passed away. And uh, I've still got that little figurine. You know, memories... And good moral values are what we should all have from our dads. We should all be able to hold on to some of those things from our dads. That's what you and I should be able to leave our children. We don't have to leave them riches. Oh, it'll be nice if we can leave them something. It'd be great if we can give them something to help them out in life. And, and to, I was going to say give them a start, but usually by the time the dad passes on, they're more than started, but something to, to leave to the kids if it's possible. But what's more important than any of their earthly goods is that they would have good memories from us, that they would have some good values that we pass down to them, that they would know the Lord because we've raised them in such a way that they know who God is, that they love God, that they serve God. Amen. Dads are awesome. We, we as dads, have huge responsibilities. But it's not a chore. No, it's not a chore. I've never felt it, it was a chore. I've never felt like I have sacrificed anything for my children. They've been a blessing. Amen. And your kids are a blessing to you today. Now my grandkids are a blessing. Maybe even more of a blessing than my kids were. <laughs> because there's not much responsibility there. Just a whole lot of joy and fun. Amen. Dads are awesome. And God has given us men. He's given us one of the greatest positions in his kingdom. Amen. One of the greatest positions in his kingdom. And it's an honor to be able to serve him in that. Amen. And every one of us, it doesn't matter our social class or our education or our income. Every one of us can be good at it. We can be good at it. You don't even have to take any training. There probably is training somewhere. I don't know. There's probably a college course somewhere you could take to be a dad. And to be a... Would it be possible to have a bachelor of dads? Does that make sense? It doesn't even make sense, does it? Maybe a master, a PhD in dadhood. But really, you don't have to. You just got to know how to love. 
Amen. You got to know how to love. That's more than anything, more than anything. And something that I've come back to many times, I just heard it in passing one time. Somebody mentioned that the greatest thing that their dad ever did for them was love their mother. Amen. That's something that, that I thought, you know what? I, I didn't even think that up on my own. Somebody else said it just in in passing, and I thought that is one of the most awesome things I have ever heard because it's so true, so true. One of the greatest things that we can do for our kids is just love their mom, love their mom. They'll see that. They'll know it. They'll understand it. They will take from that. Amen. Let's stand today. There's a song that says, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus on earth, I long to be like him. All through life's journey from earth to glory, I only ask to be like him. And that should be the prayer of everyone, but especially we as dads that endeavor to lead our families in the things of God. Amen. To be like Jesus, to follow in his footsteps, to live as he lived. Amen. Dads are awesome. Our Heavenly Father is much more so. Because He is perfect in all His ways. He is just in all His ways. Amen. His, his advice is always right. I can't always give good advice. And I'm sure that, that makes you feel great as your pastor. This gives you all kinds of confidence in me. That's the truth. I don't always, I don't have the answer for everything. Even my kids will tell you that. Alicia mentioned that the other day. She didn't say I gave her bad advice. She just said I didn't give her any. (laughs) That's because sometimes I just don't have any to give. (laughs) Do what you think is best. Amen. But you know what? Our God is always there for us. Our Heavenly Father is so amazing. And I'm so thankful that I know Him today. Aren't you?